Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakwood Hardulas talking text line, the radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. Graff, i got to tell you this story. You know, Bob and I finished uh, the Monday night shows that we were doing uh, at the Silver Slipper. But every Monday night that uh, the Pelicans play, man, you paint me the picture. Uh, you know, of the, of the game that's going on. You do an unbelievable job on the radio. No, Graf's the man. Man, so, uh, you, you're the guy, Graf. I, I gotta listen. Uh, and so it gives me that hour and 40 minute ride back. Uh, you, you parted the partnership back home. I appreciate it, fellas. That's what it's all about. Just uh, getting people locked in, and and uh, if I got you hooked, Mike, then I did my job. So uh, <laughs> you did it, brother. You, thank you very much. Well, and then I think you call it like you see it because sometimes you get discouraged, but the truth hurts sometimes. And it, like, uh, uh, come on, uh, how the games are flowing, and then uh, how can we give up this lead and this and that. Uh, but and Graf, Bobby's still squawking about that 14-point deal that he hadn't seen a junior high school game when they only scored like 14 oh, points. Oh, uh, crap. That, uh, have you ever seen a quarter? It was like 14 to 10. What was that, the Memphis game or something? I'm like, yeah. I don't know yeah. if I've ever won this NBA game. So, that day, so Bobby, 14 to so, 10? No, what? funny story. Funny story. It actually not. It's, it wasn't funny at the time, believe me. But we were on the bus uh, going to the airport after the game. And uh, sitting next to one of the guys, and, and you know, just kind of wondering out loud, just really in relief that that the Pels won despite scoring just ten points in the fourth quarter. And I look at him like, there's, there can't be that many games in the history of the league where someone scored ten points in the fourth quarter and actually won. And he turns to me and he goes, "Yeah, we had our stat guy on it." As a matter of fact, there's, it's only happened 10 times in the last 11 years in 20,650 games. So uh, the Pelicans are uh, in, in a rather exclusive club. Uh, so you think of how rare that is. Yeah, um, yeah, 11 times in 20,600 games that a, that a team has scored 10 points or less in the fourth quarter and actually won the game. But you know what, guys? Uh, it's not about style points at this point of the year. It's Win, all baby. about wins. And, I, you know, look, the the team was so ready for the all-star break. It, it was just such a physical, and you gotta you got to understand, too, not only is it physical, but at that point you played 54 straight games with not a whole lot of breaks. I mean, you've had, you know, during the year you'll get a couple days off at a time and very rarely three days off. But for the most part you're playing every day, every other day, back-to-backs, you're traveling. And at that point, 
uh, that was 54 games in a row, 53 games in a row with one going uh, against Washington at home, and it was just time. You could just tell uh, that the legs were gone. I mean, look, the Pelicans have been a really good three-point shooting team percentage-wise, been top five in the league basically the last month and just could not make a shot in those last couple of uh, ball games. You think about the game up in Portland when C.J. McCollum returned. C.J.'s been 45% all year long from three, probably his best three-point shooting season ever, and he goes two for 14. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's yeah. just it's a grind, and it was time for the All-Star break. And uh, just having been at practice today, guys, they look very refreshed. I think it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise that, that none of the big three made the All-Star uh, game. They didn't have to travel up there. I know Jordan Hawkins was in the Rising Stars game, but that's, you know, that's minimal. Uh, I, I think everyone is ready to go now for the for the stretch because look, it's it's a it's a sprint now, guys. It's not a marathon anymore. We've got 27 games left, and uh, it's a race for the top six. Now, uh, Graf, uh, I think all Pell's fan base uh, they trust your opinion. Where are we at? And I, I lean upon you also. Um, look, uh, can this uh, get a break with the All Star? But they've won. Uh, seven of eight games going into the All-Star break. Uh, now they're on pace for, uh, for 49 wins. Uh, and I remember uh, only one team in franchise history has broken, I guess, past the 50-win mark. Uh, well, we remember the 2007-8 Hornets with Chris Paul at point guard uh, that season. Remember he finished second in the MVP voting. And then we made it uh, within one win of advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Do we have that kind of chance, or is that kind of pie in the sky? Uh, I don't think it's pie in the sky. I believe it can happen. I think health is going to have a lot to do with it. Um, again, for the most part, knock on wood, we've been healthy most of the year. I know we lost Dyson Daniels, you know, after that Clipper game, which, which is which is a bit of a blow, especially on the defensive end. You know, he's obviously one of the top three defenders on this team. Uh, along with Herb Jones, who who really have become lockdown guys, but uh, I still think the Pelicans are deep enough where you know we can overcome that. Uh, but it, it's it's imperative that the three main guys, the three main players, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum, uh, are available the rest of the way. If if everything remains intact, and you know I I, I know Willie Green is going to start to shorten those rotations. I think we've already seen it. Uh, as we head into the stretch run, uh, because you're not going to see more than 10 guys on the floor, I, I don't think, uh, during these games coming up. Um, and it, But you're starting to see now, and I think you, you've seen this most of the year, um, where guys have their definitive roles and they know what roles they're going to play, uh, especially as of late. Uh, you're pretty sure as to who's coming in the game uh, when they're coming in the game, they might tinker with it a little bit going the rest of the way, but you can pretty much book who you're going to see night in and night out. But the key to all that, uh, Mike and Bobby, is availability. And you can't right. uh, you can't be sure your rotations of guys aren't uh, available to play. So I, I think that really starts all of this, and we're going to really get into it tomorrow night against Houston. But – you know, everyone uh, appears to be ready to go for the run. Well, uh, Graf, like you were saying, um, can you be available so we can hold you accountable? I mean, uh, to me, one of the biggest positives of this season is Zion and B.I. Uh, they've been consistently in the lineup. 
I remember last year, I was like, oh, no. It's like, and, you know, after uh, the new year comes in, uh, look, they combined to miss 90 games. Uh, now, this season, collectively, they missed 15 games. No, that does make a difference. Hello? Uh, I mean, uh, who's playing and not playing? So that's why I'm encouraged, like you said, knock on wood. I hope that continues. Uh, Grab, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't do pie in the sky, so I don't say, oh, okay, we're not going to be in the top four. But, uh, hell, yeah, don't be in the damn playing game. I think we could be five or six. I, I think no, that's look, very realistic. I, I agree, Bobby. Look, I, I think top four is starting to become a little out of reach just because of the loss column. Um, you know, those top four teams being Minnesota, Oklahoma City, the Den- or Clippers in Denver, I think they've, they've established themselves. It, it's going to be very hard for them to come back to the pack because right now, and it's all about the loss column, fellas. Yeah. Once you lose, if you lose a game, you can't get that back uh, because obviously each team hasn't played the same amount of games uh, or, or will as the rest go on in the last few few weeks. So it's all about the loss column. Right now, Phoenix and the Pelicans have 22 losses, and Dallas and Sacramento have 23. Denver, who has lost three games and are actually going into the break, is. At 19, right now they're sitting at fourth, 19 losses. But that's still three in the loss column ahead of the Pelicans and the Suns. Now, the thing about the Pelicans' schedule, which is a little bit on the interesting side, is that we're playing a majority of teams from the Eastern Conference in these last 27 games, and a bunch of the teams that are around us and above us are going to be playing each other and knocking themselves off. So if you can take care of business, you're going to start gaining games. And here's here's a here's a little cool stat for you guys. It's not really a stat, but tomorrow night, you think about it. We're getting right back into it here, playing the Houston Rockets, and going on immediately at the same time is the Phoenix Suns and the and the Dallas Mavericks. So and the Mavericks are hot right now. Yep. Well, they're very hot, especially since that trade. Uh, when they got Daniel Gafford and, and P.J. Washington. But, again, if you handle your own business, you're going to gain a game on one of those teams, be it Phoenix or Dallas. And, personally, I'm pulling for Phoenix because we don't play Dallas anymore. We split the series, and Dallas is pretty hot. We play Phoenix two more times at the end of the regular season, so you still have a chance to get the tiebreaker on them. But it's all about scoreboard watching right now and taking care of your own business. But here's the most fun part, guys you got 27 games left, and they all mean something. This isn't playing down, you know, going down the stretch and, and just uh, looking for a lottery spot. You've got a legitimate chance to get into the top six, uh, stay out of the play-in, and every single one of these 27 games uh, in the last month, month and a half is going to mean something, and that's really all you can ask for, especially in the Western Conference where it is just stacked. Graf, uh, before the trade deadline, so much talk about Jonas. Valanchunas, and it reminds me of a Saints defensive back, and he played double-digit years in the NFL, and he told me, you know what I am? I'm the five-pound bass for a fisherman, and they're all looking for the six, six-and-a-half-pound bass to catch. And, okay, Jonas is always there. I mean, he doesn't miss time. And, He's a double-double machine. Yeah, exactly. And, but that was a lot of talk. Well, you know, you got to upgrade here, upgrade there. But – 
in your thoughts on that and, and what he brings to the table, because you can see, man, he's a tough dude. He can shoot the ball well. He might not be the greatest defender in the world, but in today's game, um, I don't know how much, you know, kind of concert you can put into that particular deal. But your thoughts on them staying pat and basically saying, hey, look, let's, let's give this a shot with this team that we have, and Jonas being a big part of that. And, you know, a grab like Mike saying, we're not going to make a trade just to make a, make a trade. trade. I don't want a bad uh, deal. Yeah. Come on. I know well, you look, can break that down. Guys, we were in, we were in L.A. Uh, day of the trade deadline. We had just beaten the Clippers the night before. We had the day off, and that was trade deadline day. And I'm going back and forth with Antonio Daniels, just texting back and forth with him who's just – such, does such an unbelievable job on the television side. And that guy knows basketball better than anybody uh, that I know. And when it was all said and done and you're watching the ESPN show, you know, obviously uh, it, it wasn't just the trade deadline show. It was, uh, it was, are the Lakers going to make a trade show? But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, but, look, when it was all said and done, I texted Antonio. It's like I'm just, I'm just really happy that we didn't do anything. Um, this team has not been in the playoffs uh, as constructed. Zion Williamson has never played a playoff game. The Pelicans were in the playoffs two years That's ago. crazy. Came in as a play-in. We were 10 games under 500 two years ago, got into the nine spot, and won those two playing games. As a matter of fact, this is just the second time, now that I think about it, buddy, this is just the second time post-All-Star break that Zion's even available. <laughs> uh, he played. He played his second year. That was the Stan Van Gundy year, but yeah. that was COVID year, and nobody traveled, right. and the, the arenas were empty, and it just wasn't the same thing. So, yeah, let's make a run with this group and see what you got. You, it's hard to make a deal when you just don't know how it's all going to shake out. And, you know, the big three still have not – you know, I, I did the math right before the break. Uh, I want to say they played 42 games now together, which is – half an NBA season uh, in, in the three years that C.J. McCollum, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson had been the team. So you still really don't know what you have. I'd like to see them get in, make a run, and then after that, okay. As far as Jonas Valanciunas goes, look, I, have, I know you're not supposed to play favorites, but I am an unabashed, unabashed Jonas Valanciunas supporter. I just think he brings so much to the table yeah. night in and night out. As you said, Mike, he is available, uh, Mike and Bobby. You know he is going to be in the starting lineup every single day. He's got 27 double-doubles. He does all the little things that you don't see in the box score. And here's the other thing. In this era of positionless basketball, he's one of the tr- true fives yeah. left on an NBA roster, and it's a matchup problem for a lot of these teams that the Pelicans play. And that's when you see these dominating performances by Valanchunas uh, in the post because nobody can match up with them. And it's, it'd be, it, it's just really tough to give away a guy like that uh, in a trade, especially this late in the year. Now, I would have understood from the fun off, office point of things right. just because of the expiring contract. But like you said, you don't make a trade just to make a trade. I, I just think that that David Griffin and Trajan Lang and Swint Cash and everybody else in the front office, the coaching staff, they like what they've got on this team, and they're just going to ride with it till the end. And, I, I, again, I was really, really happy that we didn't make a move. 
You know, Graf, I like that word, unabashed. I mean, it's like you almost cursing, but you're not cursing. Uh, <laughs> he's going. He's going to write that down, uh, no, Graf. Like he might that. use unabashed. it one day. I know, that's a I'll big word for me. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Yeah, unabashed. Uh, I like that. Now, uh, Graf, I'm looking at this because I'm always intrigued with this, and you're part of this now. You know, I've been part of uh, pro football and traveling and the limited games you have. You know, look at uh, NBA, Major League Baseball. And this is from, uh, I don't think you mind answering 77-11. 77-11. Can you ask Graf to give us a day in the life of a tra- of traveling with the team, especially when they leave after a night game? I mean, I know that has to be hectic. It doesn't matter. Uh, holiday, uh, whatever, uh, seven days a week, whatever. That has to be adventurous. I know sometimes you've got to be a little weary, uh, but you have a lot of energy and all that. What is it like uh, traveling with the team, especially when they leave after a night game? Yeah, now you're talking about a back-to-back? Bobby? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, just I reading think the text. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think okay. Grab, that's what yeah, he's yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. a back-to-back so, game. All right, so um, uh, I'll just go back to, I mean, a day, a day which will live in infamy, uh, the, the Denver-Dallas back-to-back uh, about a month ago, uh, in, in which just had so much controversy on our side because we were going from mountain time to central time, which, of course, you lose the hour going back east Right. And the game was pushed back by the NBA uh, for national TV. Well, you know, that didn't sit very well with everybody in the traveling party, and I don't play. Uh, so let's, let's think about it. So the game ends at – and we're going central time now, even though we're in Denver, because you've got to think ahead because we're flying to Dallas. And the game the next night was at 7.30 Dallas time. So we probably got to the airport – Oh, I would say at about 1 o'clock Dallas time uh, in the morning. So, and and of course, it's three degrees in Denver, and you're making the walk across the tarmac, and you're getting whipped by negative 20 wind chill winds, and you get on the plane, and then you fly the hour and 45 minutes to Dallas. You trudge off the plane onto the bus. Uh, We got to the hotel that morning at about 4 a.m., uh, and finally, really, got after you get your bags and everything, you go to your room, and it's 4.30 a.m., and you're realizing, we got a game today, tonight. And, again, I'm o'clock. not even playing. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's a grind. Look, don't get me wrong. We travel first class. We don't have to go in the airport. We stay in really nice hotels. But it does wear on you physically uh, when you're on and off the plane. You're, you're packing and unpacking your stuff. They're playing games. You're trying to get as much sleep as you possibly can. And then, uh, you know, Bobby, you travel the next day. You come back home. And you're going to another game on the road. And that's what I think really wore on us the last couple of weeks. We had two four-game road trips with one home game mixed in uh, in the last two and a half weeks before the All-Star break. And I just think these guys were just done. They were ready to take a break. And that's why I just think the All-Star break came at the perfect time. And you're going to see this team really, really charge out of here, out of the breaks, uh, out of the uh, gates tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, Graf, I'm going to be in that number uh, tomorrow night. I can tell you right now, uh, because I think you mentioned the who's playing in the All-Star game and all that and, and the rest or the time frame you had. 
Uh, I expect them to show up against Houston a, a big way. I mean, uh, look, I'm gonna they, be they should. I'm gonna be extremely hey, disappointed Bobby, if it doesn't happen. Todd, listen, hey, Bobby, too. They they're they're aware of their situation. They yeah. know what they need to do uh, to make the charge. Twenty seven games left. I think the goal obviously is to be top six. And if you could win seventeen of those games and get to fifty wins, which they kind of internally talked about after practice today, that would be some finish to this season. Todd, thanks so much for all your time. Do a great job, buddy, and we appreciate it. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me. All right. Todd Graffinini, radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.